Thank you all for joining us for this video webcast that ARM is presenting on purchase services. My name is Mike McGuire. I'm the VP of Strategic Sourcing for Premier, responsible for purchase services and a whole bunch of other things. And today I'm joined by my teammate and colleague, Jeff Little, who's the Director of Purchase Services and Custom Contracting for our field. Jeff, I know that when we're sitting back and thinking about this, we thought about how do we explain how big purchase services is and I'll tell you, the, the easiest way to tell most members, in my mind at least, is to tell them that purchase services expenses typically make up 25% of their overall supply, uh, overall expense line. So the, that, that spend in some health systems is bigger than all that they spend on food, pharmacy, med surge, and their PPI items. And for some health systems, this number is growing at a higher rate than some of their other traditional med surge areas of spend. I know that when I was out in the provider community, and I know that you come from that market as well, this was an area that typically didn't get much exposure. And uh, for most of us, you know, it's only been in the last five to ten years that purchase services has really taken off as an area of concentration for supply chain executives to go after. What's been your experience on some of the pitfalls that you've seen either in your role here at Premier or in your role as a, out there in the provider community? It's a great question, Mike. And, uh, you know, I think that traditionally, uh, as you said, we've not had exposure or really looked at purchase services in, the, in hospital supply chain departments. And I think a lot of that has to do with data. Um, exposure to the data or, or lack of exposure to the data. We typically live and breathe purchase order data rather than AP spend data. And AP spend data is really where all of the, the uh, traditional spend for purchase services lives. The reason I say that is it, it is a complete picture rather than the PO data being mm. a partial picture. Uh, many services aren't in the PO data and thus are not going to show up in your, in your PO data feeds. Uh, AP data is typically what we use as the gold standard for all of purchase services and we like to get a large broad picture uh, that includes things like vendor detail. So we need to know which suppliers we're spending money with. Uh, we need to know the invoice amounts because we need to know how much we're spending. and then. We want to look at all of the different general ledger categories that things are currently bucketed into so we can maybe do a better job for future state in uh, recategorizing things and finding things that we may have not really known that we spend money on. It, I, I caution folks if, uh, at attempting to peel out categories in the beginning and really want them to pull an entire AP spend file and then can't work from there. If you peel things out a lot of times, as I said previously, we can miss categories. Um, and and you know, as I said, it also helps to audit for the future. I think that that better future categorization is kind of that ongoing, hey, I've learned how to fish, mm -hmm. and, and I can kind of continue this upward momentum with, with uh, tackling the purchase services data. The other side of that is contract data. A lot of times folks don't think of contracts as part of their data sets, um, but I like to think of it as that. Oftentimes the contract landscape can prevent you from even working on a category because of the particular uh, terms and conditions and, and out clauses that may or may not be in there. But we want to understand those contracts and I think that most hospitals do a little bit better, supply chain departments do a little bit better job at understanding their contracts, but they don't necessarily always tie that back into their spend data. So learning to do that, learning what their, what their termination clauses are, it helps them plan kind of for that mm -hmm. future of how to tackle those categories and when to tackle those categories. Uh, it also identifies risks. Oftentimes, they, they find out they can save a lot of money in a particular category, 
but their contract kind of prevents them from doing that because there's liquidated damages or other types of, of costs in there that, that they would end up having to pay in penalties uh, in order to get out of that particular contract. So I think understanding both the data sets and the complexities of this uh, it seems a little overwhelming. And oftentimes people reach out to us and say, hey, we, we want to know about other resources that are out there. And that's why I always tell people, use your resources. Uh, Mike, you know, do you, do you want to talk about any of the resources that you've encountered and, and kind of how to how best use them? There really are a lot of different categories that are out there uh, that of, 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 of help that a member can find. You know, the, some of the ones that I think of these days are, are ARM. You know, professional societies like ARM, you know, they've got great uh, uh, sessions that they put on throughout the year. They've got their annual conference where you hear other members out there talking about what they've done in purchase services. You've got uh, literature that's out there in the market. You know, there are articles being written on a not so infrequent basis anymore relative to purchase services, categories that different health systems have gone after that allow you to understand what do I need to do to tackle that category. Uh, there's a GPOs, you know, uh, GPOs may not cover all the purchase services out there, but they certainly cover quite a few of them. You know, there are other ones that are out there, uh, other areas like uh, system subject matter experts. You know, as I think, you know, uh, you'll find when you go into any category, whether it be physician preference, pharmacy, or even clinical preference, you need to get the understanding and buy-in of those people that are the true subject matter experts in your health system in order to understand how you're going to move forward. You know, the, these subject matter experts, they're not only good uh, people that can help you operationalize a purchase service contract, but they can help you understand who are the good vendors, who are the bad ones, what's an optimal price point. These people have multiple years of experience. Another great area of, is, is still consultants. If you've got a big burning platform issue that you need to resolve yesterday, a consultant's a great resource. They'll put feet on the ground immediately. They can help you pull the data. They can identify where to go next. They really can take you to that next level very quickly. And for those organizations that really can't afford consulting services or their GPO doesn't provide in-kind services, you know, the wealth of material that you can find through ARM, through your local chapter of ARM, through peers. Call up the guy that runs the hospital across the town from you or across the county. Uh, or through articles. There really are ways that members can go out and tackle purchase services expense in a way that they couldn't do just a few short years ago. Thanks, Mike. I, uh, I appreciate your insight about resources, and, and I encourage our, our audience out there to really drill down on the resources. You know, as Mike said at the very beginning, purchase services can represent up to 25% or more of a hospital's total operating expense, which is just really huge. Um, I think that, that that's one of the reasons why I think purchase services continues to be a really hot topic and why we've kind of developed some other uh, educational material that will be coming out a little bit later this year from ARM. Uh, as we kind of titled this session is, is about around seven uh, pitfalls of purchase services and how to avoid them. We, give, we gave you a flavor of a couple of those today uh, to really kind of get you started and kicked off. Uh, but we'll talk about those other five pitfalls in a future uh, web, webcast with ARM. I want to thank the uh, folks at ARM and the Learning Center and I want to encourage everybody that's out there watching to go to the ARM Learning Center. There's a lot of resource and a lot of insight there. And on behalf of Mike and myself, we thank you as well.